Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this first working day of the new week and also the first working day in the new month, uh, today being Monday the 2nd of August 2021. Trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal weekend, you've had a restful weekend, you've had a relaxing weekend and if you are in non-lockdown areas around the world, I trust you've been out, able to get out and about and enjoy whatever your city and your country has to offer. I know where we are in uh, Victoria, we've uh, come out of our fifth lockdown under a week ago, and uh, our our kids were able to get back and play community sport on the weekend, which was fantastic, although even with some restrictions in place, it's amazing how many people just take a bit of liberty and don't necessarily adhere to the rules in place to keep everybody safe. So if I was a betting person, which I'm not, but if I was, I'd say that there is a sixth lockdown that's going to happen uh, in the not-too-distant future based on what I see happening within the society. And just if uh, two days over the weekend was anything to go by, I think we are well-headed for another lockdown because not everybody's doing the right thing. But I digress. So on this uh, on this episode today, I wanted to talk about competition. And this is really important for us as sales leaders and certainly as sales teams as well. So who really is your competition is the question, is the headline, is the point of today's conversation. Because if you've been watching, like I have, the uh, Olympic Games over the last seven days, there's been some extraordinary performances at the Tokyo Olympics. Now, what's interesting with this is many point to the gold medalists or those finishing on the podium, the world champions, finishing first, second, or third as the, I guess, the examples of excellence that we all wanted to aspire to. Uh, But we very rarely spend too much time on all the athletes that are performing at their best or delivering personal best performances. They may not necessarily have been delivering a medal because they were not uh, at the top of their game, if you like, based on all the other competitors but they were simply delivering personal best performances in their chosen sport. Now, I must say there has been a few commentators that have been focusing on this because we've been watching the non-commercial stations when it comes to a lot of the sports. And what's been really good about this is there hasn't been any, if any, if many ads on, on TV. And sometimes you get to look at sport with no commentators, which is even better. But the sports that we have been watching on these channels that do have commentators, what I've been really impressed with is the number of commentators who have been talking about not just the gold, silver, and bronze medalists, but also the competitors who may have came fifth or sixth or even eighth, and yet in that, in reaching that level of performance, they had set new benchmarks for themselves. So when you look at the Olympic Games, it's, Olympic Games is all about excellence, and to witness athletes reaching their own heights of excellence, irrespective of where they finish in their competition, is really what the Games are all about. And so I was thinking about this last night because uh, I watched over the last two nights, I watched the 100 meter uh, women's 100 meter final on Saturday night, and I saw the 100 meters men's final last night. And I've got to say, these are athletes, they work their guts out to be at the top of their game. And how devastating is it with, and I don't understand this, but the rules of the engagement is, used to be years ago, you could have a false start and you get a warning. Now, if you get a false start and you are seen to react within a certain threshold, you get disqualified. So as a poor guy, I think, from Britain, 
last night in the 100-metre men's final that uh, got disqualified because he took off just before the sound of the gun, uh, which was unfortunate for him and devastating, actually, because he's, he's probably worked for five years to get to this point, and he had, had an opportunity to be you know, immortal in some cases because they talk about this being the fastest man on earth and the women the fastest woman on earth at the 100 metres Olympic final. But there are so many, uh, so many athletes that don't actually get to the 100 metre final. And there was a number of athletics competitions over the weekend where I was looking at the results and listening to the commentators go through a lot of the uh, records and a lot of the performances. And there was a couple of events where about 50% of the competitors had uh, delivered personal best times on that particular race. Now, it could have been, I think most of them were semi-finals. Very rarely they were, they were finals, but it was intriguing to listen to the commentators talk about how many of these athletes had literally performed out of their skin to be in a position to contest with the best in the world. And we always talk about this, that if you want to get better, you always put yourself in a position where you need to get better by surrounding yourself with people who are better than you. So no better place to do that than at the Olympic Games. And for these athletes, it's not about winning the gold medal. Now, many of them would love to think they would be good enough to be on the podium, but they're also realizing and realistic enough to think that based on the competition around the world, there are some that are just at the at the upper echelon of performance, and there's always going to be some that are simply better than us. And that's just a realization, because one of the things that certainly I talk about in leadership all the time is we've got to define, first of all, what reality is, because that provides the benchmark and the foundation. And these athletes need to understand what is reality for them. Now, there's no use for them training like one year against a, comp- a competitor who's been training for five years and expect to beat them on the biggest stage in the world at the Olympic Games. It's just a, a, a ridiculous notion. But if these guys have done their work, they know that the real competition is actually themselves because it's about putting themselves in a position where they are competing against the best in the world, but not necessarily comparing themselves to the best in the world. And this is the big distinction I want to bring out of today's episode. Where things can become quite unhealthy, whether it be in athletics, whether it be in any type of sport, and certainly the same applies to in sales as well, is where we are comparing ourselves to other people and saying, well, I don't match up to that particular person. They are better than me. Now, in reality, their performances might be better, but to compare ourselves with them is just, is, it's it's doomed to fail because unless you're the same type of uh, type of competitor with the same type of background, with the same type of makeup, with the type, same type of coaching, with the same type of skill set, it's really dangerous to compare yourself. Now, what you can do though, is you can look at what they do really well and start modeling what they do well. So what is the strategy they go through? What's their training routine? What's their recovery routine? What happens to their diet? Who do they have surrounding themselves in terms of coaches? And what do those coaches focus on or get them to focus on? All of these gives insight in terms of how this particular athlete operates, which can give you some ideas on how you can build that into your own strategy, your own development, and your own preparation for your race as well. And this is what great athletes will do. They'll find out what's working, what's not working. They'll look to see where are the models of excellence that I can hold up as a benchmark and how can I start getting better against those benchmarks that I've set. Now, one clear example coming out of the Olympics is the Australian swimmer Ariane Titmus. Now, I think she's won two gold medals in two races and she beat what uh, what many consider to be her biggest competitor, a lady from America called Katie Ledecky. Now, when you hear Ariane Titmus talk after those races, she actually held Katie up with high esteem 
and used her as a benchmark to improve and used her to get better and better and better. But it wasn't comparing herself to Katie because they were so different in terms of their backgrounds, but also in terms of their performance at certain stages. Now, it just so happens that those two uh, competed in the Olympics this year, and Ariana Titmus won two races that uh, she was against Katie, and I think one that Katie won against Ariana. Ariane. But what Ariane was talking about was that when she was a lot younger, Katie was already a world champion swimmer. So Ariane used her as a model of excellence to follow, to implement some strategies into her own training so she could get better and better and better. So she was looking for her as a benchmark. She wasn't comparing herself to Katie, nor was she saying, oh my God, I'm no good. I'm no good compared to her. I could never be like her. It was always a case of what is she doing to get better? What benchmarks is she setting to give herself an opportunity to improve to another level? And how can I do exactly the same for where I am at? So it was never a case of, oh my God, she's so far in front of me, I can never catch her. It was a case of how can I get better based on comparing myself to where I am right now and what are some benchmarks I can put in place and so too this is in sales as well because too many sales leaders out there and I've seen this happen time and time again too many sales leaders in their teams focus far too much on their competition almost to the exclusion of themselves and they compare themselves to them now this sometimes is exacerbated by competitive tensions that are created and league ladders and all the things that come with competitive competition and competitive sales in particular And so we can fall into the trap of comparing ourselves to the number one in the world or the number one company or the number one competitor that we've got and why aren't we stacking up against them. And sometimes executives within an organization can fall into the trap as well of doing this and not necessarily thinking about, okay, what is the real competition here? Because if if this organization and these senior leaders are thinking about, well, if we're not beating the competition, they often see this as being failure. But they don't realize that the real competition is actually themselves. The real competitors are actually the people looking back at them in the mirror. Now, when they realize this, when exceptionals, and I've got to say, exceptional leaders don't do this. They don't concern themselves with their competition. Now, I'll actually qualify that by saying they're aware of their competition, but they're aware of their competition in terms of the benchmarks that their competition are setting. And what they're doing is looking at how do we stack up to these benchmarks. We're not comparing ourselves with our competitors and saying, I am either better than them or I'm nowhere near as good as them. They're looking at what sort of information can they can they obtain? What sort of uh, strategies that can they elicit from how these competitors go about what they're doing so they can implement it in their own environment, so they can build their own strategy and set their own benchmarks and not being concerned about comparing themselves with where they're at against where their competition is at. Because just like in the Olympic Games, your competitors might be at a completely different uh, different stage of their evolution. And where they are right now is probably based on a number of strategies and decisions they've made and actions they've taken over a longer period of time than you. So it's actually really false to compare yourself against anybody else. The real competition is you've got to compare yourself to yourself. And this is where exceptional sales leaders separate themselves from their competition, is they don't compare themselves Uh, with their competition and don't get hung up on where they are in relation to their competition. What they do instead is they challenge their team. They challenge their team to set new benchmarks, their own benchmarks, their own key benchmarks, their own objectives, and then they focus on relentless implementation to improve according to those objectives and benchmarks every single day. And this is one of the key reasons why when I'm working with uh, executives and sales leaders and so forth one-on-one, but also their teams, I make it really, really clear that one of the key benchmarks of success for them is to actually reflect on what has been working and what has not been working. Because this is all geared around 
looking at what have we done really well this week? So what are the what are the benchmarks we set a week ago? What are the performance metrics that we've put in place and how have we gone against those performance metrics that we have set? So what has worked and what hasn't worked so that we can set a foundation for improvement over the next week. So the philosophy is really, really simple. It's about how do we improve every single day? How do we get better today than we were yesterday? But how can we become better tomorrow than we are today? And how can I continue to focus on constant and never-ending improvement. And this is what the whole point of today's episode is, not getting caught into the trap of comparing ourselves to our competition. And that can happen at a company level, but it can also happen at an individual level as well. And if we're not doing this well and doing it ethically, we can find ourselves digging ourselves a bit of a hole in terms of performance and never getting to our optimal level of performance because really, we are focusing too much of our attention on worrying about the competition and less on worrying about what are we doing today to get better than we were yesterday. So uh, it's really, really key. It's, and for some of you might be sitting there thinking, well, hang on a second, I need to know where I'm sitting in relation to my competition so I know how I'm perceived in the marketplace. And look, there is an element of truth to that. So don't think for a second I'm not saying, you know, be completely oblivious to your competition. You've got to look to your competition to see what they're doing well. So you can actually take some of the strategies that are working and implement them in your own your own implementation plan as well. So, uh, but the danger of comparison is where it becomes. Oh my God, I'm not good. At, I'm not good compared to them. That's where it becomes dangerous. Look at them as benchmarks. Look at what Ariane Titmus did in relation to Kate Ledecky. She said this person is the best in the world. How does she go about what she does to the give give herself the opportunity of being the best in the world? And what lessons can I take from that to to apply to my own situation, so that I potentially can unleash my full potential? And who knows, I may one day become the best in the world. But I know one thing, if I compare myself to where she is and where I am, and this is like five, six years ago, then it's a really dangerous comparison because there's so much of a gap. So be really mindful of that. So the key message today is really understand that the only competitor really is yourself. So think about how you can get better today than you were yesterday. And this goes for you as a sales leader, but also for your team as well. Don't compare your team members to each other and don't get your team members to compare themselves themselves against the competition get themselves to compare themselves with themselves so they know what the benchmarks are and how they want to get better. What your role then becomes is how can you help that happen? How can you help facilitate improvements? How can you challenge them every day to get better? How can you keep them accountable to keep doing the reflection so they understand what's working and what's not working and focusing on a theme for the week, a theme for the day, and relentless implementation to improve every single day. Now, if you do this consistently, amazing things will start to happen. Now, this all takes feedback. It takes making sure the right techniques in place, and I get all that, but amazing things will happen if you do this on a consistent basis. And one of the key outcomes is maybe, just maybe, you may even end up surpassing your competition. So as we begin the brand new week, perfect time to think about this. Don't focus on your competition. Instead, focus on how you and your team can get better and drive new levels of performance and excellence, but only compare yourselves to yourself, nobody else. Because really, when it's all said and done, it is only a one-horse race, and that is, how can I get better, and how can I drive to new levels of performance for myself and for my team? So with that, hopefully that message resonates as we begin a brand new week. I hope you've got a really positive week ahead, taking advantage of all the opportunities. And a key reminder before we finish up on this particular episode If you are committed to taking your sales leadership to the exceptional level and you know your team is capable of increasing their levels of performance and you know there's more results and better results that they can deliver, then I'd love to have a conversation with you about working with you as a leader one-on-one over the next three months or so. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on a Zoom call 
have a conversation and get started to work as early as this week. Get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader. So with that said, have a phenomenal rest of this Monday and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.